everyone and welcome to episode 9 of the We Talk podcast, the show where we talk about games. I am your host, Niall Edwards, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Curtis Russell. How you doing? I'm doing great as always, man. You almost slipped up there in the beginning. Yeah, I very totally close. lost my... Yeah, because I was going to say monthly show, because we used to do this monthly, yeah. and now we do it every two weeks. And my brain just went, I've messed it up before, Curtis will never let me live it down if I mess <laughs> it up again. Get it right, get it right, get it right. Which... <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, a quick reminder to everyone, you can follow the show on Twitter at we underscore talk, mm-hmm. and we've had a lot of activity on there over the past week. Yep. Big shout out to Harry Benzie, who keeps contacting the show. Uh, thank you so much for your support. And on top of that, we've launched a brand new website this week, which is we-talk.com, where you can find the podcast, you can find some little info about us, and then I'm also going to be, and Curtis is also going to be, uploading a bunch of articles about news stories. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting when news breaks. We're going to be talking about it. We'll also do like reviews and opinion pieces on there. So yeah, that's going to be a really interesting website and definitely something you should check out. So that's we-talk.com and hope you enjoy that. <laughs> so um, happy Thanksgiving also to all our American listeners. I know yeah, happy that's happening right now. I've been, I just had like my third plate. Like it, it, it would be an American holiday. <laughs> To just literally have a holiday wrapped around eating. It, it would be so American of us to do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Half of us don't yeah. even know the significance of it. <laughs> no. Even, even I know what it's about. Like. I, I don't even really know myself. I, I know kind of the context, but I don't know. Like I'm pretty sure there's something else with it. I know it has something to do with some of the Native Americans and the people that came over to take their land, sat down, and had, and they ate. Cool. Yeah, basically, that's the story. Yeah. I think I don't know. I don't know why I'm acting like I'm I'm the one who knows all about this. <laughs> I'm thousands of miles away, um, or as you say, kilometers. So um, no, we say we say miles. Playing? I think yeah, we say miles. You actually say miles. Yeah, we say miles. Oh, I I did I did not know. Yeah, that. we totally say miles. You guys learn about that in school. You guys learn about American Thanksgiving. I mean, there's no other things. Uh, we've. We, we it's talked about, but like no more than for like twenty minutes in our lesson. Yeah. Like oh, because oh, I mean, it is basically you guys that come over and yeah. Mm. Well, I reckon if I took geography, yeah, there'd be a bit about it. But um, I took history instead, which is not really. We oh, my, right. This is totally unrelated about video games. <laughs> but um, right. So my my school. History, the class has decided we could have done about like the American Wild West and stuff like that. Ooh. And but the school, so the school had to pick three topics. And so there was like the Wild West and there was a bunch of stuff like that. And like instead, we're doing medicine, Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth, mm. and like World War II, which is pretty interesting. But like medicine and Queen Elizabeth, I'd rather do the Wild West. Yeah, the Wild West sounds more entertaining. Sounds like it would be more fun. We just watched Back to the Future 3. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, let, let's get into talking about some games. All right. Uh, so, this is a new segment called What Have We Been Playing This Week But Isn't Brand New? <laughs> so, is that the name of it? Well, okay. Sure. Working title, is, maybe? Sure, yeah. We'll, we'll figure something okay. out. Okay. But uh, this is a segment where we talk about a game we've been playing but isn't brand new. So, for example, uh, last episode we talked about Death Stranding, and I want to talk about that some more, uh, which we will get into later because we're doing Game of the Year stuff, and that might come up in one of the topics we're doing, maybe. Yeah. But um, Death Stranding, I've still been playing a lot this week. I think 
last time we did an episode, I was on five hours, and now I'm on about 15. So it, I've been okay. playing it a hell of a lot. Good bit. Um, Good bit of it in there. Yeah, putting a fair amount in. And I've just, like... It's weird because the whole game's changed pretty recently. Mm. Like, so now I've got, like, a bike and stuff, and it's made the game so much easier in some ways because if you're near, like, certain camps where if you're too slow, you're going to get in trouble and people are going to come and attack you, you can just barrel through them. But then at the same time, there's some stealth sections. And so if you leave your cargo on your bike because you can't carry a bunch at once, so if you have some of it on your bike... You can't get off your bike during the stealth sections because then you just have to go back through all these things again and get the cargo. So you have to sort of like, I, I was doing this bit where I had to go up this massive steep hill that had like rocks everywhere and it was almost impossible. And there were BTs about that were trying to get me. And I just had to like somehow very slowly move my bike past it. And then they got me. Oh, and it's the first time like I've been like gotten by them in the game that wasn't like a scripted sort of thing because. Like, there's, a, there's, like, a couple times early on where it's like, oh, they've got you and we're just putting this in the scene so you know what to do later. Right. And so this, like, big, like, flood of black slime and goo barreled down on me. I was flooded away. The camera goes all, like, blurry and stuff so you can't quite tell where you're going and what's happening. And so then I'm just at the top of this weird mountain but just with this black slime and goo everywhere and this weird goo monster is shooting stuff at me. <laughs> And I can't defend myself against it, so I'm just running, and then I have to find my bike because all my car goes... It's insane, the stuff this game makes you do. And I love it so much because I hate it. So <laughs> I love it so much that's because I, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's an abusive relationship. I, like, I got you. I got you. It, yeah. Game sounds nuts. It sounds like there's so much to it. Yeah. It sounds like it, there's and so it, much it, to it. I reckon if you ever get around to playing it, you're gonna absolutely love it. I think I'll like it too. I think I think with that game, the reviews just don't tell exactly how good that game is. I think it's just an almost yeah. a niche is type game, and like you know, a few. Uh, I, I think it's good, but I, I I think only certain people are probably gonna appreciate what this game is trying to tell necessarily. It, it seems like that kind of game, even though I haven't put any hours into it myself. Yeah, and a lot of people also like a lot of the reviews I've seen seem to be like reviewing it as if it was a movie. And I'm going, well, it's not a movie, it's a game. And yes, Hideo Kojima has gone with, like, a very movie-like yeah. thing with this, where you've got, like, Mads Mikkelsen and, um, what's his name, Norman Reedus. Right, right, Which, right. a weird thing about this game, you can take shits in the toilet, and the toilet door closes, and it senses it by putting an advert for Norman Reedus' new HBO show. Oh, wow. And, like, it's so weird, because it takes me out so much, but, like, just seeing that, it's so weird. But yeah, we'll talk about that That's more funny. in a bit. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Sword, I've been playing a lot of as well. I think I've clocked in about seven hours at this point, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm only up to the second gym you do, so I'm, I'm not I'm not too far ahead. I've definitely been taking my time with it. Yeah. But um, I just did the gym that I played at the Insomnia demo that I did in August, and so I, I pretty I, I breezed through it pretty quickly. Um, so and because but the the issue was because I chose the fire starter and it's a water gym. It sort of messed me up a little bit, mm -hmm. but that's always going to be the case because of conflicting types and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm really enjoying Pokemon. I'm probably enjoying it more than I was last episode. I want to say, Good. like, I I've gone from being like it's fine to yeah, you know, it's it it's pretty good. Yeah. But um, yeah. have you been playing any more? Yeah, of it? been playing Pokemon. Uh, I've I met the I just beat the third guy, uh, the the fire gym leader. 
Kabu or whatever his name is. Finally beat him. Um, the gym, the gym segment parts. Uh, even though I only done did like three. The first one was really good. The second one was pretty good too. The third one is just kind of seems like they they got a little lazy with that one. But other mm. other than that, I mean. I am liking the game generally. I'm, I'm still trying to just really grasp what the wild area really is for and what it's what's the true purpose of it. Whether if it's just yeah. it's just meeting up with people and just doing raids and stuff like that, or if it's just or or if it's like you got to be out there just to fight the more stronger Pokemon to beef yourself up. Like it doesn't really it doesn't really set a tone necessarily. So I'm I'm having a little issue with that, but. Other than that, I really do like the game. I love the customization, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to playing more of it. Uh, I've been going back and forth between PES and FIFA, um, and I'm playing a little bit of Sonic Adventure Battle 2 on PC. I just got my uh, Xbox controller here where I could just hook it up and start playing, so I'm playing a little bit of that, and I'm probably going to do a, um, probably gonna do a, a article on... Uh, just like on Sonic in general with the Sonic movie and some of the Sonic games, probably on We Talk. Ooh, that'll be good. Yeah, it, it should be pretty good. I'm probably going to do that on We Talk, and then I'll probably do a discussion video doing a different way on the Soul Dojo. So it should be some good stuff, yeah. some really good stuff. Hopefully to play. Yeah. Well, we're not doing games. We're, we're, we're about to start playing, right? Uh, We, we could do okay. that. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Halo Reach on PC December 3rd. I'm definitely going to play some of that. And uh, oh, okay. Okay. I hope I don't use my Xbox controller on it because I really want to learn how to play with it on uh, on on keyboard on PC. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm my list of things I'm about to play is probably absolutely massive because um in the coming weeks I am planning to get an Xbox One X. Oh, so um that's like their big 4K thing. Um, I had a One S earlier this year, mm. sold it for Tame Impala tickets, <laughs> um, which look. I regret it because I miss having an Xbox, but I don't regret it because I got to see Tame Impala live at the O2 Arena. So, like, it's all good. Trade off. Yeah, it, but I um, just recently got a PlayStation 4 Pro yesterday because of Black really? Friday. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't have to. Oh, yeah, it's Black Friday as we're recording this, by the way. Yeah, guys. exactly. Like, I didn't like have to fight anybody for it either. I just walked in with my old PlayStation that was dying out. The dude at GameStop had to like play it for a second, and I was like, "Please don't die out, please don't." He was like, "No, you good? Here, we'll give you some money." Well, that's for that's it. a big reason I'm getting a One X because my my PlayStation's definitely not got much left in it. Do, do you have like a I've launch gone, day PlayStation? It's like it was like six months old when I got it, so mm. but like it's pretty. It's it's definitely been beaten up a little bit. I've dropped it down the stairs oh a couple times. I think. How what? Um, How do you drop it downstairs? <laughs> like, what do? Where were you? What? Just you just gotta get your anger out somewhere. Uh, no. Oh wow! Um, it was. Can't no, it was. I, I've had a couple times where I've like moved my setup from like upstairs to downstairs, mm. and um, I just I, I don't know. I, I've got it. very slippy hands. Obviously, <laughs> um, it would have been different. He was like, "Yeah, I dropped my switch." I've been like, oh, "Okay," but a whole PlayStation Four is hilarious. Yeah, that is <laughs> it, crazy. It was the most terrifying moment of my life, and that's a big but, thing. Um, like, it's pretty big. That's what she said. And yeah. like just to I hate you so much. <laughs> and like it's just funny how I just continue like casually, like, you know. It It's the Michael Scott effect. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what it is. It's just it, and it's it's probably made like a boom noise, like a boof boof. Yeah. 
But uh, um, don't you dare, don't you dare. Um, uh, I hate this podcast. Um, so, but the reason I'm going with an Xbox One X over getting a PS4 Pro is because of a little thing called Xbox. Oh, that's not what it's called. Xbox All Access, which is so it's like a phone contract for an Xbox. Mm. So for I think twenty five pounds a month, I get an Xbox One X, Xbox Game Pass, and Xbox Live. Oh wow! So that's an incredible deal. And like when you add it all up, and that's over a period of twenty four months. Mm-hmm. So you're saving like I think the math is like a hundred quid. You're saving. Wow! Which is absolutely insane. And for twenty five quid to get a One X Game Pass and Live is incredible. No, especially really when you is. consider it really isn't. It, it's crazy how Xbox has just been doing stuff like this because, because Game Pass period is like you pay a dollar a month and then you pay five. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I hope they continue with this with the Scarlet. Which an interesting thing about All Access is that you pay twenty five pound a month now, and then when the Scarlet comes out next year, you have the option to like add like a couple of quid onto that. And get the Scarlet. Wow. And so it'll maybe, like, with the difference between the One X and the Scarlet, it'll maybe be, like, an, an extra five, ten quid max. And so, like, that's not too bad. And, like, no, it's not. I just, I, Game Pass has got to continue on to the Scarlet because if they have that, there would be no reason for anyone to, to not get an Xbox. Because with Game Pass, you get The Outer Worlds, Rage 2, Halo Master Chief Collection, all three Batman Arkham games, Doom 2016. Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Metro Exodus, Minecraft, Outer Wilds, Superheart, and those are just the ones that, like, interest me incredibly. You also, other AAA games it has, uh, Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Sunset Overdrive, Devil May Cry 5, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, Hellblade, Just Cause 3, Just Cause 4, Metal Gear Solid 5, Middle Earth, Shadow of War, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat 10, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Rare Replay, The Walking Dead, The Telltale Series, Wolfenstein The New Order, Wolfenstein to the new colossus there is no reason that anyone should like it shouldn't even be a question at this point like xbox have somehow pulled it back in the final year to the point where i would see them as the superior console to the ps4 at this point and it's just such a shame that it's come so late in this generation because wow. if they would have done this at the start mm-hmm. like it would have been game over for some wow. i i don't know if you've watched my podcast, my the last Soul Dojo podcast, or if I talked about it in the last podcast, you're basically talking about the same exact thing I've been saying for the past two weeks after uh after the um XO 2019. I thought that yeah, um every area Xbox is seen it seems like they are excelling in a lot of ways. Uh yeah, of course they don't have any real exclusives out there right now, but it's like when you look at they're pro- they they can rival Stadia with Project X Cloud. They have probably one of the best subscription based stores out there. And then on top of that, you're talking about this whole thing where you could just pay twenty five dollars and you can get an Xbox One. And it's just making it easier for people to get their hands on an Xbox. And on top yeah. of that, you got fifteen developers who are willing to do games for you, and they already some of them are already announcing a lot of games. So it's yeah. I think the next console generation for Xbox is going to be amazing. I think uh, just this console generation. Yeah, I I think we're starting to see we're start like Xbox had the tools within the last three years. When you look at what they brought for E3 two years ago and E3, I want to say three years ago, no, two years ago. And then 
this past E3 and then this XO 2019. You're starting to see the tools that they had. And we're starting to see as gamers like, oh, this is kind of what you guys have been doing for the last four years. Because in the beginning, yeah. they weren't focused on the games. Now, when they started focusing on that, they had to kind of right the wrongs and say, okay, we're going to have to start focusing on this stuff and start bringing the gamers what the, what the gamers come to Xbox for, the games. And then on top of that, you're talking about Xbox. The beautiful part about it is I don't even have to get an Xbox. I can just play it all on PC. Yeah, well, yeah, and for me, we were talking about this last episode. It came between getting an Xbox One X and a PC, and a PC would have been like having to save up and get it all at once. Yeah. Having 25 quid a month... And I've got an Xbox One X. Perfect. It just seems too good of a you deal. You can play with uh, you can play with uh, Xbox people. Yeah, you can play with that. And, cross, I, and that's another thing. Xbox was the first with Nintendo was the first one to be like, let's get this cross platform thing going. Let's do it with the yeah. biggest game and, in the world in the world at the moment. Fortnite. Let's do it. Yeah, and they they, they killed it. Like it's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that it's you right. can play now with people between consoles. Yeah. It's something that would have never happened in like the Nintendo Sega days when like Sega were doing all those adverts that were like, yeah, Nintendo sucks. Yeah. And just like PlayStation was doing to, like, it too. Tear down oh, yeah. The companies. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think crossplay is crossplay is simply f- for the gamers. Like I don't like for people that like people were opposing crossplay. I was like, are you stupid? Like you're 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 a gamer. You're a gamer. Yeah. And like there's you you benefit from it, just period. I don't care how many PlayStations PlayStation sales. I don't care how many Xbox they had Xbox sales. You're gonna benefit from this because if you have friends that just have Xboxes and you guys want to play freaking Fortnite, Apex Legends, you guys can can still play it together. You know what I'm saying? It's like I mm. I, I can play Diablo three on the Switch on the go with my friends that have it on PC. It's it's great. And cross-platform yeah. is just, it's its for the consumer, and, and I'm always for that. So there y'all go. Y'all get my little mini rant right now. And there's no, like, proper business reason for Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony to all do cross-play with each other. Like, there's no reason that it would make them more money. Exactly. Because you, like, you still got they're, your they're exclusives. They're doing it for us. Right, right, you still got your exclusives. Like, people are still going to buy Xbox because they want to play on Xbox. Because they think Xbox Game Pass is the best, most suitable thing for them when it comes to gaming. Because you're saving so much money and you get a big library of games. People are still going to buy yeah. PlayStation because they want to play God of War. Because they want to play Horizon Zero Dawn. You know what I'm saying? It, and people are still going to buy PC because it's the master race and they have amazing independent exclusives. Like there's a reason to play these things, but it's great that we have that added option that we can play with other people on different consoles. Yeah. Well, um, that, that was a lot about the, um, the Xbox and uh, cross play <laughs> and stuff like that. We've talked about 20 minutes for that alone. Yeah. Um, so let's let's head on to the next news thing. Uh, so speaking of next gen consoles, I did a little article about this on the WeTalk website. Did you post uh, it? Because I didn't even a, see that. Yeah, it's up there at the moment. People can go check it out. Uh, I did it last week. All right. But um, the PS5 controller leaked, oh, or, or a patent for it leaked, um, which is super super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks very very similar to the DualShock Four. Yeah, I wouldn't. But I did a whole thing think on the it was different anyway. I wouldn't think they would yeah. go with a different design. 
but I, I did a whole thing on the site, uh, sort of comparing some of the the little differences that you might not notice. Um, so there's it, it's USB C charging now, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, moving up, so then the Nintendo Switch and the PS Five controller will use the same charger, so that's really good. Damn. Um, wow. I was talking to a mate about it, a good mate of mine, Ethan Heffernan, and he was saying that the touchpad on it here looks like it could be, it might not actually be a touchpad, it could be a screen. Because if you look at like the side and back view, unlike the DualShock 4, it doesn't go round to the back and sort of go to near where the light bar mm-hmm. is. It's like flat on the front. And so I was like, yeah, but it'd be like too small of a screen to do anything. And he was saying, what if it was like game recording or streaming menus or something like that? Hmm. So you've got like the settings. on. So like it becomes, it's like, you you have the share button on the PlayStation. Yeah, it becomes the share button, and I think that's that'd be a really interesting that'd be application really cool. for it. That'd be really cool. Um, what else is there? It's um, it is very similar. Uh, one thing to note is that on the DualShock Four, the like grip is quite like tubular and it's very rounded. Mm-hmm. With this, it seems to like have been stretched out a bit to be a bit more similar, a bit more similar to the uh, Nintendo Switch Pro controller and the Xbox One controller. So that's something that's something I really didn't like about the DualShock 4. And so I was glad to see they're changing a little bit with this. But um pa- patterns can always change. Yeah, of course. Like they're always in flux, <laughs> it's never definite. But I'd say if the PS5 comes out and this is the controller, I'll be extremely happy. It does look good. I'm looking at it right now. It does look pretty good. <clears throat> I think it's always just the with the PlayStation 4 controller, it's just yeah, the DualShock 4 controller, it's just the grips. That's why I have to use um control freaks. Because I think the grips are just too flimsy. They're too easy to rip off. Yeah. Well, um, with um, my PS4 controller, it is... I, I, I need to get a new one at some point. <laughs> because it just... It's not... The grips are gone. You need to get control freaks, um, man. But yeah, well, I've been looking at them. Like, it's never been a sort of thing where I've been like, okay, now I've got money, I'm going to get them. It's always sort of been like... And in the back of my head, like, I could use them at some mm. point. I'm probably not, though. Um, one thing that I noted about this, which I actually, um, the people on the Players 2 podcast talked about, which is another podcast uh, quite similar to this one. Um, it's it's not got a light bar, which, A, means it's good because longer battery life. Right. But the way the PSVR works when you're using the DualShock 4 is the PlayStation camera scans for the light bar. So if you're using VR, you can no longer use... Because they've said that PSVR is going to be backwards compatible with the PS5. Mm. So you won't be able to use the DualShock 4. But then having the DualShock 4 in the game and being tracked by the light bar is a key part of games like um, Astro Bot VR, which is one of uh, the PlayStation VR's most infamous games Mm. and is absolutely incredible and I would say is the best game on the PSVR. And you have to have the light bar and you have to have the controller motion tracked into that game for it to work. And so, if it's got no light bar, how is that going to end up working with some of the PS5 uh, VR stuff? Hmm. Um, that's that's a weird one. You know, I'm not really the VR guy, but that is a weird situation yeah. right there when you put it like that. Maybe, maybe you might have to lose some of that, uh, <laughs> some of those mechanics or something like that. Some of those. Uh, some of the things that make the game good, but I, I mean, if it's if it's really relying on that, then yeah, the, it, you might not be able to play that certain game on VR with it. Yeah, 
Well, in things like Astrobot, it is like a, a core mechanic. Not so much in the main game, but in boss fights, it like one hundred percent lies on. You get like gadgets attached to the thing, and you can like flick the touchpad, and it sends off a grappling mm. hook, and you've got to like pull his teeth down and smash his head off the big thing, and so. Surely, surely they thought about this. Maybe there's something else with it. Yeah. Surely. Maybe it's got like built-in VR tracking and like I don't, I don't know. It has to be something. But yeah, that's interesting to see. We're now like officially moving into the next generation. That's always so weird to me. Yeah, it seems like it came a little bit earlier because by the time with Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, it felt like it was time to move on. And just this time around, I think it could be the mid-console upgrades. It just doesn't feel like it's time to move on yet. It, it kind of still feels like the PlayStation 4 is still new. Xbox One is still kind of yeah. new. It just That's how yeah, it feels. Um, we're in leak season at the moment. Uh, <laughs> because the next bit of news we've got is a potential PS5 launch title has been revealed. And it is Crash Bandicoot. There's been a Crash Bandicoot leak. Mm. I'm not sure if you saw this. I, I did but, see um, this. Very interesting. I did see this. Um, it, but it, it uh, <clears throat> damn, I'm all over the place. Um, when I when I see <laughs> when I see certain news articles, I always look at like who did it, and like if I don't really recognize them, I just kind of like look the other way and just be like, yeah, that's not, it's not really credible. But like the one, uh, the one that I saw, uh, I saw a leak, and it, it was some website and i was like there's no way but uh i mean if if this is legit i mean it's a leak so i don't know where the leak is coming from but a, a crash bandicoot launch title could be pretty cool yeah i'd love that one thing i've noticed in interesting here i've just looked it up there is a bus ad for it what? and apparently it's got the name crash bandicoot worlds huh and so it's a video i think oh no no it's just a still image and it's a video of a still image because youtube but right. there's a bus that has... There's a couple of buses, actually, that have this poster on with the new, brand-new Crash Bandicoot render, and it says, time to play or something like that. Why would they have, and like, apparently promo? It goes under the name like, Crash Bandicoot have they Worlds. created... Have, I mean, are they just put them on random buses, like buses that people ride to work and stuff? I'd say it would be... Yeah, yeah, it's one of those sort of buses. And I'd say it was, like... Maybe they were meant to go up in a couple months after it's been announced at the Game Awards, and someone's just been like, "Yeah, we'll put these up." Not realize that they're putting them up really early. Oh, okay. Because I was like, "Why would they have them already out?" But this is like the game is like in leak form right now. Like it's not even. Yeah. That's crazy. So I feel like it's just some like intern who's getting fired. Yeah, it could be because that. he's put all the ones up at the wrong time. Could be that. Um, but I, I love Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. It got my, in my 2017 Game Awards video, it got my favorite port of the year. Mm. Absolutely love that game. Sold it for Tame Impala tickets. So, <laughs> it, 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 it was that, my Xbox, and like, my Wii U, I think. I, I can't remember. But, um... Don't give now nothing to sell it for Tame Impala <laughs> tickets. Another, <laughs> another potential PS5 launch title leak is Horizon Zero Dawn Ooh. sequel. So it was this guy... I can't remember what it was. Let me just look it up. I think it was this guy putting it on his LinkedIn. Um, being like, hey, I've worked on Horizon Zero Dawn 2. And people were like, take take that down. So, um... <laughs> oh, no, no, it was a Guerrilla Games job Guerrilla list, Games, and that was yeah. it was. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, 
we just don't know when it's coming. We knew they were going to do a second one, but we just didn't know when it was coming. It's a great game. It's a wonderful game to have um, for uh, PlayStation uh, for PlayStation 4. I, I kind of feel bad for that game because it came out during uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And it's like in this game, you can yeah, only... Yeah, wasn't it like... Huh? Well, wasn't it like the same week as Breath yeah, of the Wild? Yeah, it was something like that. And it was funny that you can like only climb in like the spots that have like yellow tape on it. But then in Breath of the Wild, you can climb everything at any given yeah. moment, <laughs> like everywhere. It was just funny because it was like, oh, like going back and forth between those two games. I was like, dude, you're so limited in Horizon Zero Dawn. But it's not even the game's fault necessarily. Like, because if I wasn't playing Legend of Zelda, I wouldn't think that. Yeah, absolutely. I've 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 talked about it on the podcast before, but I got a I, I bought Horizon Zero Dawn about six months ago. And it is still sealed on my shelf because I just haven't had time to play it yet. That is. But, um, don't sell it for Tame Impala tickets. No, yeah, I'll, I'll try my best not to. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, I, we're probably going to go through a bit of a drought in January, February, where nothing's really coming out. Yeah. So yeah. I might jump in on it then. Yeah. Uh, but the, the job listing was, it didn't specifically mention Horizon Zero Dawn, but it says, within Guerrilla, we have four teams dedicated to creating the stunning environments of Horizon. So like it 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 says Horizon like it's got to be something. Yeah, like, like, it might be called. You know, we keep forgetting that it's not. I guess Zero Dawn is just the chapter or the part of the story that they're in because the game like, is called Horizon. Yeah, it's like the subtitle. Yeah, so if they made like if it's called Horizon Two, I mean that makes sense. Or like Horizon Second Sun. S- Oh no! Wait, that's that's the infamous thing. I was really proud of myself for coming up with a, a good second game title, and it's son. infamous second son. Yeah, second, uh, first dawn. Yeah. Oh. There we go. Oh, that's pretty there good. Go. Hey, hey, <laughs> now, now I need to, I need to go ahead and just trademark that because yeah. Guerrilla Games can go ahead and buy that off me. Did you and see? I'm gonna help. What? Did, did you see the guy? You know when Fallout First happened with Fallout seventy six, and they didn't register the domain Fallout First, so the guy yeah. went on and made like a parody. Oh, it's so good. Oh yeah, yeah, he made a parody it's of the so website. With they're the so stupid. Domain, it's my yeah. favorite thing I've ever seen. This, this was stu- yeah. He was like with butt pounding microtransactions. That was, <laughs> yes. that was really funny. That was really funny. Half Life Alex got announced. Um, it's yeah, not VR the half- style. Yeah, it's not the Half Life three everyone wanted. But um, the developers came out and said, like, oh, yeah, having worked on this, we're now, like, ready to go back into the world of Half-Life. And I think Half-Life Alex on its own looks really, really good. And I think it could be the VR game that it will either make or break VR, where it could be the game that really sells it. It's like the Mario 64 moment. Mm-hmm. Or it could be the one where people finally realize, okay, VR doesn't work. It's for short experiences only. And so it's definitely mm. going to be interesting to see where that ends up yeah uh, i saw people getting really excited for it of course i ain't the vr guy like i just stated so i was just like okay don't really know what this is about don't even know what this is gonna lead up to but i mean it's half-life and i'm really surprised that they even made a half-life game yeah it seemed that series seemed over but now like um i i think i was listening to another podcast i can't remember which one it was but they were saying something along the lines of that what they might be doing is put in Half-Life Alex out so that, like, the Half-Life 3 jokes stop. And then when it's at the sort of, like, quiet point where people are like, okay, we got Half-Life Alex, we can go on with our lives now. Boom, mm-hmm. Half-Life 3. 
and I just get something else out of nowhere in like a year. I don't even know if the jokes are gonna stop like that. Like, yeah, but it, it, like it's not three, so yeah, we, we can never know. But um, Half Life yeah, Alex, the internet's funny. Half Life Alex looks really, really good. Um, have you? So you you say you're not a big VR guy. Have you yeah. gone in like on any form of VR at all? Like even like the cardboard phone stuff. Uh no. I think that I don't own all of them, but like through going to conventions and stuff and the couple that I do own, I think I've played at least one headset from each of the main manufacturers. So there's That's like cool. there's PlayStation, there's Oculus, there's HTC. Right. So right. there's Valve. And I think I'll, I've played I think I've played one, at least one from every single one of the main developers. Yeah. So and they're I'm, all I'm gonna try one, definitely. Yeah. They're all pretty good, like, but it, again, it's for very short experiences, and especially with the PSVR one, which is the one I use the most, because I've got an Oculus and a PSVR, and um, I, I think the issue is it just, it's too heavy, and within, like, an hour of playing, I get, like, really bad neck cramp, and <laughs> neck I can't start. keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's an issue, but, um... That's crazy. I, yeah, you've I, got to check I it would out. love to try one. Right, so the main thing we got to talk about today, it's the end of the year... Pretty much everything of note has come out, so um, it's time to do it. This is the official We Talk Game of the Year Awards for 2019, the first ever one we've done on this podcast. This is a big moment. Take take it in, take it in, take it in. Well, we we made it, we made it. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god, so I didn't, got... I didn't even know we we're doing an award show like that, but okay, cool. <laughs> yes, let's do it. We we've got a live audience in front of us. They're cheering. You might not be able so to hear it on mic, people. but um, that, yeah, there's there's probably billions here. I reckon. Oh yeah. So, um, we've got four categories here, which we'll go through. Uh, the first one is best multiplayer game of the year. So, Kurt, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw this over to you. We're going to take it uh, in turns. What would your best multiplayer game of the year be? So I'm going to have to go with Apex Legends. Uh, yeah, so for big surprise, EA game, but Respawn did a wonderful job with Apex Legends. If you look at the the shooting mechanics on it, um, it, when it first hit the scene, it absolutely blew up. Everybody was playing it. It kind of moved. Fort, I wasn't the Fortnite killer. I don't think. I think they're both distinctly two different games. The more younger audience is always going to play that game, and then the more maybe hardcore, maybe older people are probably going to play um, Apex Legends. And I think Apex Legends is so good mechanically. It kind of feels like Titanfall a little bit, but they help build a lot of characters also there's a lot of cool characters in in apex legends and it kind of gives you almost like that overwatch feel with the characters and i i really enjoyed the game uh a lot so when it comes to multiplayer i say apex legends well okay fair fair one um i would say i think we've talked about it before on the podcast but i'm not a big fan of like multiplayer games where live voice chat is on like have it as an option sure but i think isn't it like always on in apex uh i think you can only hear everybody anybody that's in your party that's it uh, okay i just don't want to hear like an eight-year-old yelling stuff down his mark <laughs> but um <laughs> no yeah. i hear you that's that's not an issue with the game it's more an issue with i'm just not a big fan of people sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> um my best multiplayer of the year would have to be Super Mario Maker 2 because just because that game is basically infinite. Like the amount of stuff you can do with that game 
It is limitless. There is so much. Well, yeah, you can do like a multiplayer where you play courses with other people online, but then it's people. Oh, okay. It's people uploading their own courses, and you being able to play them is the main multiplayer aspect of it. I'd say. Yeah. And and I'd count that as multiplayer because it's multiple players but um mm-hmm. i i'd say just the fact that it's an unlimited mario platformer it was always going to win this category like for me it. this year i like absolutely i i'm i'm i've been really really into it uh one of my favorite ones it's called like something something switches elite gamers only and i must have played at least 10 hours nah that's that's, that's a way over it but like at least five hours on this one course alone over the six mm. months I've owed the game. Yeah. Because I've just been trying to beat it, and it's so difficult, and you have to have your jumps so precise, and I finally beat it, and I was so happy. It's it's finding a level that you love, and the design of it really speaks to you, and just playing mm. it until you get it. There's something so satisfying about that. And then making your own courses as well. Nice. It, it's really, really good, even with the controls on the actual controller rather than using the touchscreen, which I was worried about. But it, it's um, all of it's very, very well done. I think everything about that game is very, very cool. Um, it's probably one of the only multiplayer games I've played this year. So maybe if I had played Apex, it would have maybe crawled in there a little bit. Yeah, but, um, yeah I got you. Mario Maker 2 is my best multiplayer of the year. Um, I like I like your next category. Each uh, um, announcement of the year. Yeah, best announcement. So we had, of course, E three. We had the Xbox One. What's what's it called? XO nineteen. Yeah, we had XO nineteen. Yeah. Um, you um, did have like yeah, there was this even smaller announcements and stuff like that. Uh, do you want me to go first? What I already know what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Well, I, I was just gonna say we've we've got the game awards to come where there'll be announcements. We obviously can't yeah. do those yet. So this is just so far, but um, okay. Let's go ahead and do your best announcement. Well, you could do year. like, well, you could do like a cutoff, and then next year we can do yeah what was yeah. in. We well, well, do that. Yeah. So um yeah that yeah okay. that's what we'll do. But um so this announcement is so of the year. Um, <laughs> announcement of the year is Keanu Reeves and Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven because you all are really? breathtaking. Yeah, I yeah. I think that oh, was okay. awesome. Like I, it wasn't even it was. It was the fact that we had no idea, first yeah. of all. And in Cyberpunk 2077 is the biggest game to come out next year. Keanu Reeves is the most loved man in the world. <laughs> and it was like, he's in it? What? And then, like, he did such an amazing... Like, that whole situation was, like, everything that happened on stage. Like, it was just, like... It was it was crazy how it all happened, like with the dude saying you're breathtaking and him saying it back, and like it it that whole like moment was was amazing for gaming, and yeah. it just showed that like surprises at E3 can still really happen that we just do not know about, and it happened on Xbox stage, so like it was, I thought that was a really awesome moment and announcement. It yeah, was great. well, it's one of the um best moments that shows. More than just gaming announcements, but also the gaming community. Like, mm-hmm. everyone going insane at seeing Keanu, the breathtaking guy, where just everyone... Like, it's... In an E3 that had really over-the-top crowd reactions, especially from companies like Bethesda, where oh, yeah, people true. were just screaming over nothing and battle royales in Fallout 76, and people going insane. Just some of the worst NPCs stuff. NPCs are coming. Yeah! Seeing... Seeing in the Xbox One, and particularly with this Keanu Reeves thing, 
people's genuine excitement over something they're genuinely yeah. interested in rather than just cheering loud for something because all big men on stage say this, this must be good. Like it being right. actually so excited for something that you can't contain your excitement. It's such a beautiful thing to watch. Right. Um, however, my best announcement of the year, it, it's obvious that it was going to be this breath of the wild too. Too. Oh, I'm so that was excited. a good announcement. That was that was a. We didn't th- see that one coming either. I don't even think there was a leak about that. Was there? No, they kept it well under wraps, and it was right around the point that like people, because people were saying for years, do Breath of the Wild two, do Breath of the Wild two, and it was right around the sort of point where everyone was like, ah, it's been long enough now. We're we're gonna have to let that dream go. It's probably not gonna happen. And then and they ended up doing it. Boom! And that announcement trailer, I've gone down this massive rabbit hole of just. People doing speculation videos on all of the mm-hmm. like little hidden things and just trying to find, just pick apart this video. The backwards talking music is so creepy. It sets what the tone of the game is going to be perfectly. It teases right. the game in an incredible way whilst not giving away too much. It has the perfect level of mystery while still keeping you intrigued and in the loop. And it's just, yeah. it's so, so incredibly well made. And I'm so excited for that game. It does sound... That sounds pretty dope. The one thing I was annoyed with with the reveal is that I got home late, so I couldn't watch the E3 presentation live, so I was watching it. And as I was watching it, whilst the Animal Crossing bit was on, I get a notification at the top of my phone screen saying, Breath of the Wild 2 announcement trailer from E3. And I was like, it would have been so good if I didn't know it was coming. (laughs) But (laughs) even though I already knew... Even though I yeah. had it spoiled for me, that yeah. reveal trailer shocked me because I was imagining it to be like more Breath of the Wild, but it's it's clearly using the same engine and it's clearly in the same world, but it looks immediately so so different to Breath of the Wild. And I'm right, just, nah, it was a great announcement. I liked it. Yeah, it was really dope. So um, Breath of the Wild two, super excited for that. Um, it's probably my most anticipated game of next year because I'm pretty sure it will come out next year. If not, it will be I was just about to say, is it coming out next year? It, it probably is. It it's probably not is. been revealed yet. If it is coming mm-hmm. out next year, I reckon that will be revealed at the Game Awards. They'll do like a little yeah. trailer and it'll say 2020 at the end. Yeah. But um, look at the turnaround between like Smash Ultimate and, and look at the turnaround between Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. And then we seem to be getting a Zelda game every year. We got Breath of the Wild in 2017, Hyrule Warriors yeah. in 2018, Link's Awakening mm-hmm. in 2019. So it, it would make sense. Yeah. So it um, if it comes out 2020, they it's wanna, my most anticipated Nintendo wants to keep that consistency, keep that keep that wave going of good uh, good Legend of Zelda games coming out. So Yeah, and it's incredible that we're... We used to have to go like five, six years between Zelda releases, and now we're getting one every year. Not always a big yeah. mainline one, but it's a Zelda game nonetheless, and it's enough to tide us over to the next one. Zelda's and probably, I'm always okay with that. Yeah. Zelda's probably my favorite gaming franchise, so mm-hmm. having like a constant stream of that is just incredible. Yeah. Uh, do you want to move on to the next uh, segment? Yeah, I'm already reading it, and I'm, I've been thinking about it, and I think I know what I'm going to say, but... I'm probably going to say like a thousand other things before I even <laughs> officially say it. Cause I'm like, I'm still in my head. I, because uh, I know exactly what you're going to say for it. Really? I can guarantee. Really? <laughs> so this is, in fact, what I'll do 
is I'll say what I think you're going to say for it, and then the listeners, based on that, can guess what the segment is. Uh, does that sound good? You, you say that <laughs> one more time. So I say what I think you're going to say, and then based on mm. that, the listeners have to guess what the segment is. Okay. This is not going to work, but anthem. Now, look, I, w- I was going to say, I am going to say that basically, but yeah. I feel like I knew, I saw it coming. So I'm like, was that a disappointment when you really see it coming? Yeah. Is it still considered a disappointment if you see a train wreck coming, you well, know? Yeah, so, so it's biggest disappointment of the year. Um, it, it is the, yeah. it is the biggest, I think it is the biggest disappointment and I think FIFA is one of them too. And I think there's another one. I, I think actually Red Dead not winning uh, Game of the Year last Ooh, year is yeah. a disappointment. We, we can chuck that in there. Uh, yeah, my, and that might be a little, that's a debatable one. I'm not saying God of War didn't deserve it, but I'm like, Red Dead, I really think Red Dead should have took it last year. I'm just saying, I play both of them to completion, and I'm still like, Red Dead is was my game of the year last year and i was just really like what um i think uh i think uh astriol chain not astriol chain i think um metro exodus not getting into the uh game of the year for the game awards is pretty disappointing too but overall i'm gonna say anthem i'm gonna say anthem because it was it's a bad game it is a bad, it's a real bad game. Yeah. It's not it the EA didn't know what they wanted out of this game. They didn't even know what the game was gonna be until it came out, until like a few months before it came out. And I think it came out to a dumpster fire and it's still not that great. And it's doing is bad. It's doing worse than we thought it was gonna do too. Like nobody's playing it. But that uh, not Bethesda by you can tell EA have been flirting with the fact of completely just dis like dis just abandoning abandoning the the whole game. You could tell they've been flirting with that, but now apparently it's going to be a complete overhaul, which I think it should be a overhaul with the game because I think this game why they did pull all the knots together and actually make something that is kind of playable. I think the game should be in development for another three years. I think the the game should be completely different and have the elements of a Bethesda game where where you have the great storytelling, you have the great characters, you have the great combat, and you can romance characters, of course. And just something that's more substantial and that doesn't overlook, what's the word, that doesn't overlook fundamentals because the game fundamentally isn't good. Yeah. And that's what Mass Effect Andromeda suffered from, too. So uh, I think they need to go completely back to the drawing board. And it seems like EA cares enough to do it. Like it wasn't too big of a loss financially. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what what happens. But now that's the biggest disappointment for me. Uh, I've got four. My main one is easily, this is basically my anthem at this point. The, the, the way you feel about anthem is how I feel about this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Crackdown Three. I'm not sure if you played Ooh. it. Oh yeah, I played Crackdown Two, but I heard about the crap with Crackdown Three. Crackdown Three, more like Crapdown Three. That's crap my opinion. Down. Yeah, <laughs> um, I hear that. It it sucks. Like, and I I can't even articulate why. It just it isn't. It's not interesting. It's not polished. It's not well built. Mm. It's mm. such a pathetic excuse of a game. It's like it's like they sneezed and went 
Here's a game. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> it's just and it was it, hyped up so much too. Yeah. Like it was hyped up. It was. It's a franchise that, at best, it's like a franchise that sneaks in there, or not sneaks in there, but like it's a franchise that comes out and you think, oh, that's gonna be awesome. Like I'll play. It. It's not like a Halo franchise, and that's what Microsoft touted it as was like, yo, okay, we know we haven't made any good exclusives. We know Scalebound got you know debunked and thrown away, but crackdown is gonna be what you buy the xbox one for and it's like it was never gonna be that even at its best it was never gonna be that it it was always gonna be from the beginning i thought it was gonna suck but then in like wow the month leading up to it i was like okay they're pushing it they wouldn't market it this much look at what xbox have done recently between game pass and mm-hmm. um, Xbox All Access and stuff like that, they wouldn't push it this hard if they weren't confident in it. So I was like, okay, this could be good. Came out for free on Game Pass, so I was like, okay, I'm going in. Oh, it! I'm, I didn't spend any money on it because it was on Game Pass. But I yeah, want you got a, lucky, dude. Yeah, like, but I well, I didn't spend any money on it, but I want a refund because it's just. <laughs> That's how I feel. I want about my this free game. refund for free. That I, I, I spent. want. I want my time back. It's. Yeah, I hear that. Just. I, I put three hours into that bullshit game, oh, and it's just goodness. the controls are crappy. I never knew what I was meant to be doing. It's just. It's such a mess of a game that I. I. I don't want to warrant even talking about any longer. <laughs> Um, my next disappointment would be Pokemon Sword and Shield, not because I don't like the game, but more because of the way that the Pokemon company handled it, with saying, oh, we can't put all the Pokemon in because we're updating all the models, then it turned out that not all the models were updated, and then them just, they, they it was very clear oh, from the beginning, stuff. yeah, it was, it was very clear yeah. from the beginning that was there, there was gonna be fan backlash about that stuff, if they took out all, a bunch of Pokemon, there was gonna be backlash. And they didn't do anything to really prevent that backlash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all, all they did was come up with excuses and not, like, I, I don't know what they could have done, but I just feel like the whole situation could have been handled better. Uh, third one is Link's Awakening, uh, which I, I I stand by the fact that that game is fine. Like, it's just, it's fine. <laughs> but I expected it to be incredible. I expected it to be challenging for Game of the Year. And... Bearing in mind, I've played maybe seven games this year. It's not in my top five. So that's like saying wow. something. Um, and then Red De- um, Red- Resident Evil 2 being nominated at the Game Awards. It's a 15-year-old game. Why is it nominated? So those are my disappointments. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hear that. Personal disappointments is... We can do that on another episode. Um, so now it's time for the big one so we're going to take it in turns we're going to each do our top five games of this year so i'll do one curse we'll do one then we'll just keep doing until so so this is basically a top 10 but we're doing a top Mm. five individually so that doesn't make sense but we're all wrong with it so (laughs) my first one of the top five is a tetris 99 which might come as a bit of a shock to some people. That came out this year? Yeah, that was like it was announced in like the January Nintendo Direct. Hmm. But um it might be a shock to some people that I'd consider it one of my game of the games of the year. But I just Tetris is great. It's pretty much as perfect as a game can be. So I'm I'm putting it in mm-hmm. this list because 
it's very very fun and they've, they've taken the game tetris which is something that you don't really think can be redefined and they've redefined it with the what i would consider the only good battle royale so wow that's i, I I've, I've played so much of it it's perfect for the switch Lite. like I, i've got to think that they've got to be thinking about putting it on the switch Lite before they announce the switch Lite. Like, I, I reckon that's the reason they rushed out a Tetris game and was like, it's free on Nintendo Switch Online, just getting it ahead of the Switch Lite because it's the perfect game for that. I was playing it at a football mm. match the other day. I went to watch the football. I was playing Tetris 99 on my Switch Lite. It was great. I've heard so many good things about it, though. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. Um, and then I, I've also gone in on all the DLC, so you can get, like, Marathon Mode, which is, like, your standard Tetris mode, and then you can get, like, Offline with Bots. And there's a lot of... Because the more you play it, It'll give you, like, every single day, it'll be, like, do five T-spins, and then once you do that, it'll give you a bunch of tokens. And you can use those tokens to buy, like, different skin packs and themes. So it'll be, like, a hundred tokens. You can get your Tetris game to look like Mario. And do you want to know the best part about this? What's that? You can't buy tokens with real money. It's all in-game. It's all actual play in it. And especially considering it's a free game as well. Like, right. they could have very easily gone, oh, you can buy 500 tokens for two quid, and people would have done mm-hmm. that. But no, it's Nintendo. They're one of the best gaming companies. They didn't do it. For a reason. Absolutely incredible. So, yeah. Um, I, the rest of the ones we'll talk about will be a bit longer than that. But I, I did... I, I'm not, I don't think Tetris 99 is going to be nominated for many Game of the Year awards. So I just wanted to, to put it in mind just to give it the credit I think it deserves. So, um, right. what would you reckon your first one is? This isn't in any particular order, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, so, my first one would definitely be Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I think it's a, it's a great game. It mirrors the Dark Souls um, formula really well. And it, in it, stand alone, it's its its, its own gaming entity. It's just so good. It's so good. Uh, I love the world. I love... Um, the combat is so so satisfying and it's so it's just so good and it would be actually be like my go-to game of the year and uh and it's nominated for the game awards too the game awards too so i'll hopefully that wins but yeah i would choose Sekiro shadows die twice yeah i've heard a lot of good stuff about that game but i i, I i'm not good at games so i feel like it it, <laughs> it would destroy me and my will to live <laughs> it, it just seems like it'd be way too much for me and I'd I don't know one of my favourite parts of your entire Soul Dojo channel is the clip of you putting that game in the bin and then putting the bin on your head because I feel like that oh, just yeah, summarises yeah, exactly what I'd become if I got that <laughs> game <laughs> it was on the first impression of Sekiro yeah that's right um, I made a gif of that <laughs> I'm pretty, that was yeah. freaking hilarious but um, that, that's one of my favorite parts of your entire channel, just that 10-second clip. Thank you. But, um, yeah, it's it, it was really funny. Yeah. I, I It would just destroy me, though. I wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, well, yeah, so it's... Who's it by? It's it's not CG Project, right? It's by so- uh, Software. software. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. I, I mean, from Software, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but what have they done before? Dark Souls. Oh, well, yeah, oh is it literally the same company? Yeah, 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 it's Dark Souls oh, okay. and, uh, and Bloodborne, games like that. Okay, they've also done, um, yeah, Metal Wolf Chaos. Not sure if yeah. that's anything. That just sounds like a whole bunch of hoopla. I've never even heard of that game before. 
Uh, yeah, they, they, pretty much they've only really done Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and mm-hmm. and this. But um, yeah, I, I, they have another game called Elden Ring that's gonna come out. It's probably gonna be the same kind of concept. Yeah, well, they, they seem like their whole thing is making impossibly difficult games. <laughs> games that would just ruin your life. Whenever I play like a game like this where it's meant to be really difficult, I feel like it's difficult to spite me specifically. Like like they've somehow analyzed <laughs> my gaming habits and how I play it and gone, this 15-year-old kid, we're, we're going to make him cry. And just like done really purposely <laughs> to ruin my life. <laughs> but uh, is, is there any plans on bringing, on bringing Sekiro to Switch, do you reckon? Because we got... A couple of the Dark Souls game on Switch, so I'm not gonna say there's absolutely no cho- like no chance, but I haven't heard anything. It could, it could. That'd be cool. Coming to, I mean, it could, it could work. Yeah, well, totally work. I feel like my big. I'm working on a video which is like top five games I'd like to see come to Switch, and I feel like mm-hmm. now that we've got The Witcher three and Skyrim on there, I feel like it opens up a whole yeah, category. I feel like no one can say that game wouldn't fit on the Switch. Like I genuinely think it's a possibility that Death Stranding could be on there. Like potentially. Mm-hmm. Like it'd be way, way scaled back, but I I wouldn't say that game is any bigger than The Witcher 3 is. So Right. Okay. But yeah, I'd be interested to see that. Bold bold prediction. Um so my second one, let's go into this, and I feel like You've probably got this on your list as well. The Outer mm-hmm. Worlds. Mm-hmm. Right. Very, very good game. Yes. Absolutely incredible. Um, I've I've not played much of it recently, just between playing Pokemon and Death Stranding. And I also mm-hmm. I did like a big like four hour play session and my my the game went, Hey, wouldn't it be really funny if we didn't save? And then I died. So I was set back like four hours of progress. Which I just, oh, I can't goodness. bring myself to face those four hours again. So it's going to be a thing that I go back to in a month and just speed through that little section. But okay, it always yeah. annoys me when stuff like that happens. Yeah, uh, if we're doing that, yeah, second one would be The Outer Worlds. I mean, it's a game that I, I beat it, and I beat it like within a couple hours, 20 hours. And it's a game I realized that like it's it's short because it should be short because you, you need to see your your the outcome of your choices and yeah. the game really wants you to see that as soon as you can so um i feel like they have so many one thing about the outer worlds is crazy is like they have so many ways to build a character but i feel like you don't get enough time now you can get enough time by doing all the side quests and doing all that other stuff but um they want you to see the outcome of, of your choices really quick and uh Pavardi Holcomb is one of my favorite characters and her voice actor is being nominated for best character yeah. or best voice acting at the game. I was and I kept saying like she's amazing character, she's an amazing character and all of a sudden she's getting nominated so She's got to um, win that. I there's no doubt in my I, mind she that has she's winning to. that. Yeah, I really hope she does. She did a, an amazing job. The character is is written so well. Yeah. And well, all like of she's are. the forefront. Huh? All, I I think all of the characters are, but her especially. Oh yeah. Like I was just about to say that. Yeah. I was about to say actually, all of them are all different in their own way, have their own kind of, and and you would think like, well, duh, no, but no, like some characters can be so cliche-ish, you know what I'm saying? That like, you know, I'm just the I'm just the boring hunky guy. Like it's like some people like honestly are, are very cliche-ish and boring, while everybody in the outer worlds have their own kind of personality. Yeah, they're all different. So yeah, I mean that's another reason I love this game. So definitely, 
could win game of the year. That's the funny thing about it. Yeah. Well, I'd say... Wouldn't be funny. <laughs> there are cliched characters in the game, but even then, they're written in a way that disguises those cliches. And mm. so it's... Yeah, I, I think that's... It's, it's an incredibly who? well-written You said game. who? Um, I'd say Felix is quite cliched, maybe. Oh, Felix. But, um, oh, but I just e- think but he's, even he's so, crazy. Yeah. Even so, like he's cliched, but it's written in a way that disguises those cliches. So you're not sat there going, "Oh, what a cliche!" You're thinking, "Oh, this is a well-written character who's got depth, mm-hmm. and it's interesting talking to him." And so, yeah, yeah, I think some of his missions are give him a lot of depth. You know, uh, I think there was a mission that you were supposed to like help him save or help somebody he's always been a friend to, and uh, he kind of figures out like, "Okay, you were kind of working with the board." And you kind of feel for him a little bit because he's like, dang, like I had to take him out or I had to rat him out or something. So uh, uh, and that's another thing with the game is like uh, the game builds so much character uh, through the missions and and the missions are almost like main missions or quest main quest beside. But they're side quests. It's crazy. Yeah. Is there a single cutscene in this entire game? A single cutscene. As in, like, proper, like, cinematic. Like, there's an occasional one where you're, like, speaking to a guy on a monitor or something. But, like, as in, like, actual oh, yeah. cinematics. Is there Not any Not really. Yeah, and your your character really doesn't get shown up a lot. He's, like, he's occasionally in, like, you'll, you'll catch a glance of him in a reflection. And you'll be, like... Yeah, oh, it, like what Cyberpunk's gonna do to us. Yeah. But, um, that's... It's it. That's how life goes, I suppose. Sometimes yeah. glance yourself in a reflection and you go, Ugh, when's death going to take me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely love the Outworlds. Um, I'm only, because I got set back so much, I'm only about like six hours in. But I'm, I'm mm. definitely going to finish it at some point. Probably not before the end of the year. But um, just, just purely because I, I don't want to face those four hours again so soon after. But um, it, it. if it weren't for that, I'd be finishing it as soon as possible. It's just a damn shame that that glitch had to happen my one issue with the game would be is that it doesn't run incredibly like there's i know you're playing on ps4 pro now but um yeah uh, i'm just playing on the normal ps4 and i've heard it even happens on the one x where anytime i like go through a gate and go into the new area it seems to take a couple of seconds for the textures to pop in like occasionally like Mm -hmm. especially the bridges i've found they'll be like almost completely blank and then the textures will pop in and so there's some issues with that and I don't necessarily know why because it's a good looking game but it's nothing astonishing like it's not doing anything really groundbreaking so yeah no no, it's it's a it's a it's a interesting looking game it looks it has a lot of that uh it has a lot of colors and stuff especially when you look at like the open world and stuff like that but I know performance wise I I've had multiple issues where I'm just kind of running and then it stops me and then it starts loading in the enemies. I'm like, there's nobody around yeah. here and then it stops and it's like, nah, there's enemies here. And apparently, <laughs> like just waiting to kill you. Apparently, that's better on the One X because it has like, I think it's like three times the power of the um, standard PS4 and the Xbox One. Mm. I've been doing a lot of reading about the One X recently, but like, so, so I got you. It's a lot better on that, but yeah still it's but there is popping too i've witnessed a lot of popping also so it is the there is a, and I, if you guys watch my review you guys can watch that uh my 90 second review on the outer worlds on the soul dojo i talked about and i decked it off for the the performance on playstation 4 because i was like well, if it's probably having on playstation 4 it's probably having in happening on, on on other ones too 
well, it's going to be interesting to see because that game comes to Switch next year. Well, that's been confirmed. Yeah, I keep forgetting about that. So, if it's struggling on the PS4 and even the PS4 Pro, yeah, like that that might not. So, look, Our World's incredibly written game. Been absolutely loving it, but there there is some definite performance issues, which probably just stops it from getting Game of the Year for me. Mm. Um. So. Do you have another one to do, or are we going into the third one? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go to the third one. Okay, so my third one is, and look, it didn't come out this year, but all the proper publications are putting it in, so I thought I would as well. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Ultimate. Yeah. yeah. Just incredible. I don't want to say too much about mm-hmm. it, because it's a year old at this point, but yeah, I, I just absolutely love everything about that game. Uh, consistently meeting up with mates to play it. Some of the f- the best parts of Smash Bros come from the jokes you make with your mates whilst you're playing it. Yeah. Like, there's just some... <laughs> and, like, I, I think I've told you this story before. I'm not sure if I've said it on any podcasts. But the day Smash Bros came out, me and one of my best mates, Seb, shout out to Seb, um, we, we, he came around to my house and we played it for, like, seven, eight hours straight. And then that very same night, we went around to his house and played it for, like, another solid six or seven so we played like 15 Jeez. hours of this game straight and it mm. didn't get boring because I remember for some reason we had a running joke that was just like whenever someone did a final smash one of a, the other one would just yell and I don't remember where that came what from in the but world? it was hysterical <laughs> like it was so good just, it's just 15 hours of Smash Bros gets of you delirious gaming could really but yeah. look it's it was so fun and just it's the perfect couch co-op game not even couch co-op because yeah. you're against each other but like couch multiplayer I hear that um so my number three and this isn't gonna really uh, some people might disagree some people might agree but I'm gonna go ahead and say it my number three is Kingdom Hearts 3 Ooh. Uh, I am a big Kingdom Hearts fan and the reason why I say Kingdom Hearts 3 is because not because it did anything different not because it elevated not because it was the most innovative Kingdom Hearts game and I had a conversation with somebody about that it's because it brought all everything that all the games had going on brought it into one and in the ending I can I can be okay with yeah Uh, and it also sets up for like another six to ten other Kingdom Hearts games to come (laughs) <laughs> and for me as a kingdom hearts fan i'm like yay like let's do it you have the opposite more keyblade willing like obviously <laughs> like let's see more people with spiky hair swinging that key around i can't wait um i have a replica keyblade so <laughs> wow. I, I, so <laughs> i downloaded there's now on the ps4 store there's a downloadable demo of kingdom hearts 3 which is probably like mm. the first half an hour to an hour do you reckon i can get an understanding of at least some of the kingdom hearts story from the first hour of that game or will it still no oh, jesus Christ. i can't i can't <laughs> uh, uh not just a no i mean a strong no oh. because as a person that's followed it i still don't know what the hell is going on <laughs> I, like it's just it is just be, because you have one person and that person can be like three other people sorry sorry what yeah <laughs> like 
Like if you're if you're killed by a heartless, right? Nile, if you if if a heartless kills you and your heart is strong enough, you become a nobody, right? So like the nobody you're nobody and if you're nobody is strong enough like you're going to be like in the organization 13. So like your name will be turned around backwards and has an X through it. So your name will be Lixnard. I don't freaking know. So like it would be something like that. And then like your heartless self would be like just a regular heartless. So like you would have heartless no, huh? I'm already heartless. Oh, well <laughs> You just going well then you just gonna be <laughs> Nile then and then you you'd have a you'd have a heart you'd have a nobody name Lixnard whatever yeah yeah your heartless name is right. Lixnard and so, like he's like the fourteenth member or whatever so that's like one concept that's only one concept what the no because in Kingdom Hearts one you killed the dude you were supposed to kill but it wasn't really him it was his heartless then in Kingdom Hearts two you killed his nobody and then in Kingdom Hearts three that's when you actually got the actual dude. So like it's it's stupid. What? How could yeah. this be in your top five of the year? <laughs> well, because it's it was good. Like when when you under I mean it was a good game. Like it really was a good game. Like I felt like it was the the oh, combat was fast paced. It was a good <laughs> game. It was. I loved it. I well for a person that follows the game, yeah. I understand it in a little bit. It was good. I liked it. I feel like I've I've left it too long to get into it. And like I've tried, I've watched like fifty mm. YouTube videos. That's so like the the chronological timeline of Kingdom Hearts three explained. And if right. anything, it's made less sense once I've watched those videos. Like I, I just it, don't it's think just I can the ever undertone get into it. stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's the undertone stuff. It's like, like, you know what? No, I'm not even gonna lie. Like I actually kind of understand it now, a little bit. But there's just some small things. I'm just like, that just does not make no sense. Why would Disney ever agree to let their characters in? The, like, knowing it's, how... It, like, it's 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 Square, though. Like, Square, that's oh, yeah. what they do. Like, I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad game, but knowing how much Disney protect their IPs and how protective they yeah. are over it, letting the guy who's now... He doesn't have a heart, so he's a backwards name, him, and he works at a place... <laughs> Called fourteen. Uh, <laughs> why did I'm dead? None of this makes it's, sense. It's weird. It's it's all. But like you gotta kind of. It's like it's like Hideo Kojima's work. You yeah. gotta give it that leeway. You just gotta be like, okay, it is what it is. Like it's like how does why does Sora, Ventness and and Roxas all look alike? Well, because when Ventness got beat up by Xehanort, Sora connected with him and their hearts connected, and and now like. Roxas is like his nobody is Sora's nobody and like that's why he looks like Ventness. How so. messed up would a Kingdom Hearts 4 be if it was directed <laughs> by Hideo Kojima? Like it would be the scariest Kingdom Hearts. It would be <laughs> it would be awesome but it'd be scary. I, like, I reckon Disney would be out immediately like as soon Disney as, as soon like, as he would be like he'd be like here board, you go. <laughs> like it would have Hercules just split in half by like a dude with a sword oh, or something like G- goofy in that orange baby tank thing <laughs> just oh <laughs> gosh I'm on the floor <laughs> <laughs> that would be good I'd like that I'm gonna get my mate no it'd be funny if Donald was in he'd be in the freaking water <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I'm 
I'm, I'm gonna get my mate to draw that, and it'll go on the it'll go on. So the we need to find Kyrie. Oh, yep, that'd be funny. And he's like carrying around like a whole bunch of bags of keyblades. Yeah, <laughs> all <laughs> he's all rocking back and forth. <laughs> this would be so good. We we got it. We got to start a petition. Get Hideo Kojima to direct Kingdom Hearts Four. What would the name be? Uh. Uh, Kingdom Stranding. <laughs> it, 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 whatever the name is, it can't be worse than the one they did on 3DS, which was like Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance or something like that. Oh, Dream Drop Distance, which I don't... Which one was that one? That was the one... It was the 3DS one, and it was called like Dream Drop Distance yeah. because it's 3D, and it's just called it Kingdom yeah. Hearts 3D. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out like exactly which... The one I don't like is the Kingdom Hearts... I don't like the recoded idea, and I don't like the... Is it Dream Drop Distance? Nah. 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 nah, nah I, I like Dream Drop, Drop Distance. It makes a lot of sense. But, yeah, the recoded stuff, I didn't really understand. I was like, that y'all did not need to do all that. Like, you guys didn't need to add on to the story like that. That was just unnecessary. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think I'm ever going to explain or be able to even understand that game. But, um... You know what? If you're in, I got like, if if you like, if it's hey, your that's cup my. Of three, uh, I say g- number three is game is is a good game of the year for me, and it, and it rated high. Like that, it's another thing. Yeah. Uh, my fourth one is Untitled Goose Game. I actually only got this Ooh, last week, one. but um, it's an absolute blast, or should I say, it's an absolute honker. No, I shouldn't. But um, that was bad. Yeah, that was real bad. But um, I'm not gonna edit that out either. So the listeners will just have to suffer. <laughs> just poor, poor comedy. But um, Untitled Goose Game. Speaking of poor comedy, it's good comedy because you instead of like being written jokes, which I always find awful in games. Like we we, we talked about the the Spider-Man PS4 thing of the what is it National Rocket Day or something like that awful oh, yeah. awful thing. Instead of being stuff like that, like you're just like stealing stuff and like you can take a guy's slippers off whilst he's just sat there and then he chases you and you put him in a lake it's so good it's just oh. yeah it's a funny game he's a little you go you run around with a little gangster goose the goose is gangster like i was gonna do a discussion video over who's more gangster cj from san andreas or the goose oh you should absolutely do that yeah. 100%. I'm, I think I'm gonna end up doing it. Yeah, I, and it's funny. Yeah, like I was, I was like taking a shower, and I'm like, "Yo, I have so many ideas for this thing." Because it, it's like CJ has all his homies with him, but the goose is so gangster, like he doesn't have anybody. Yeah, but um, he doesn't have anybody rolling with him. So like, that's just funny in itself. He's just like, I'm just a solo gangster goose. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, not much to say about Untitled Goose Game. Uh, other than I feel like independent game reason, by House House, yeah, and it's one of them. I think it's their first game. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I think what puts it in this list for me is the fact it it's just fun. Like it's just fun, and there's. I feel like I will always prioritize fun over seriousness or mm. like anything else. It has to be fun for me to enjoy it, and I think just how purely enjoyable untitled goose game is is it, I is play it, it for, for switch hours. did you get it for switch or pc oh, i got it on switch okay but it is available on pc and there's like 
rumours floating about, or at the very least, like, speculation of, like, PS4 and Xbox One ports, but yeah, at this point, I'm not sure if it's going to happen. Like, I, I think... Well, it's an independent title. I mean, you, they, they got to figure out the money situation. Yeah. It, it, is PlayStation going to... Is Are they willing to let them get on the platform for little money? I'd say, I bet you you would make money if Untitled Goose Game came to PlayStation. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, I think maybe they've seen how popular it's been on Switch and PC and gone... We want a piece of that that pie, and then right. the goose comes up. We want and he, a piece of that goose. The goose comes up and he takes some of that pie, and the Sony execs <laughs> go, "No, I wanted that pie." And the goose goes, "That's my right. pie." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> goose can talk. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, uh, easily. So what's your number four? My number four is going to be. Um, uh, you said an independent game. I'm gonna do an independent game. I'm gonna say Disco uh, Elysium. Um, Okay. I played a little bit of it. It is so well reviewed. Um, it could win Game of the Year. It's like a nine point six, probably. I mean, it's so well reviewed. You play as a detective. You got to kind of figure out what's going on. You can choose like different starting points, things like that. It's a little bit of RPG. Not a lot of combat in the game, but it's so well written. And I think it's one of those examples that you don't need to have these God of War scaled games big huge games for them to be amazing games just like untitled goose game untitled goose game is a simple 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 game yeah well simple concept and it's amazing and people love it same thing with disco it's like it's a little bit more complicated in concept but it's not as big as scale and it's made by uh, an independent team also and it's on steam it's on pc and it's amazing so i'm gonna say that that's my number four, yeah. Okay. Uh, my number five, you've probably seen it coming, Death Stranding. And I would say, out of all of these, this is my definitive game of the year. We're going to decide a definitive one together in a minute uh, once we've gone through all of these. But um, mm-hmm. I would say, for me personally, just from what I've, like, again, I haven't finished it, but I can already tell it is. And I'm, I'm going to finish it before we do the next episode, I'm pretty sure. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna come out here and say it. I'm going to finish it before the next episode, which is Game of the Decade as well. So that'll be interesting to see where it fits in with that. But yeah, yeah you, we're going to do Game of the Decade on the Soul Dojo too. But you can, you can listen to what we said uh, last episode about it, or you can l- go back and listen to the top half. But I just want to, of this one, but I just want to say just this game, what it's done... It has ruined me as a person because, right, (laughs) so when I get really into a game, it happened with Breath of the Wild, I start, like, incorporating part of that game in my daily life. So, for example, back when I played Breath of the Wild when it first came out and I was just playing it all the time, I was, like, walking along this path and there was a massive field and there were these two trees that were, like, placed right in the middle and it looked like if I went over, it would be one of those things where it's, like, a Korok seed in the middle. So, like, I sort of, like... I sort of went as if I was, like, running towards it. And then I realised, there's not going to be a Korak seed over there. This is real life. And so, with this, I do a paper round, which is me carrying a big, heavy thing around, delivering it from place to place. I feel like I am in Death Stranding. Because not only whilst I'm doing that, I'm am, I like, am I, like, imagining the game in my head because all I want to do is play it? But I'm also yeah. listening to the soundtrack because the soundtrack is just incredible and you can get it on Spotify and Apple Music and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm just listening to that whilst doing this. And then, like, I'll hear something and my brain will go, shit, it's a BT. And I'll, I'll, I'll like, flinch to hide. Before, and I have to, like, it's 
one of those things where it's like it immerses me so much when I'm playing it that it's just it's all I can think about and it's all I yeah. want to play and it's just so so incredible and so that's fun good. Um, that's real good yeah I'd say anyone who's interested in games or even has a passing interest in Death Stranding I said last week maybe give it a while I would say just get it now Get it physical so that if you genuinely don't like it, you can get a refund. But I'd say get it as soon as you can because it is such an incredible game. The The, the multiplayer elements to it is incredible. People helping each other through the game. Uh, setting up the chiral network is incredible. Some of like the balancing, like I thought it'd be way more tedious than it is, but it's not. I thought just walking from place to place would be boring. It's not. There's just something about it. And I don't know how they've done it, but there is just something that's made it such an incredible, incredible game that I feel so weirdly passionate about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Death Stranding, definitely my favorite game of the year, pers- personally. Now, my number five, I would say Death Stranding, actually. Like, I, I would throw Death Stranding in there because I know of the game and I, I kind of see what the idea is for it. But I'll just go ahead and I'll say just a, a different one because you said Death Stranding. Uh, I'm going to go with Devil May Cry 5. Oh, okay. I didn't really play it, but um, taking a look at it, I heard my homie play in it. And uh, apparently it's it's really, really good. Fighting is really good. Uh, mechanics are just super, super solid. And it's nominated for at the Game Awards. And I think it's a, I think it's a good game I'm probably going to end up picking up very soon. Um, I was gonna mess with you there and be like Anthem, but no. no, no. Oh, I, I would have killed you. Um, <laughs> oh no, I would have killed you if you said Crackdown Three. Like, oh man, that uh, no, like those games just no, nah, just absolutely not. But no, I'm, I'm gonna go with Devil May Cry Five as my fifth one. Okay, so now it's time. So I'll list the five that I said, then you list the five that you said, and then together we have to come to a ab- combined agreement. On this what be the best game of this year was. So mine were Tetris 99, The Outer Worlds, Smash Bros. Ultimate, Ultimate Goose, Untitled Goose Game, and Death mm-hmm. Stranded. Ultimate Goose Game would be a good game. <laughs> yes. Um, all, I the said Disco, all the gooses. All the gooses going at it. I said Disco, Devil May Cry, Sekiro, Kingdom Hearts, and Outer Worlds. Uh, the only one that appears on both of our lists is Outer it's Worlds. The Outer so I feel like it's got to be that. It really has to be the Outer Worlds, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when we think about it, because, like... And it's not like I disagree with your list at all. No, like, no. And I don't disagree It's with not yours. like a... Yeah. I think um, Death Stranding is an amazing pick. Untitled Goose Game is an amazing pick. Both of those games are great. Uh, yeah. what, what was the other one you picked? Uh, there was Tetris 99 and Smash Ultimate. Yeah, and you know what? Smash, the only thing that I, I think I kind of went into it, I just don't see that as a game of the year kind of game because maybe to me personally, like just my opinion, I haven't played it in months. So I'm just like, I played it for a little bit and then I'm like, I'm done with it. Like yeah. I don't, I'm not worried about the game. I played it. I, pl- I played it throughout December, but after that, I was just like, "Okay, I'm I'm done playing it." Like it's just not. It, it was a game I forgot about really easy. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Whilst the Outer Worlds is the only one we've both got on our lists, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's the one we want to give 
the Wii Talk. Because this is a big thing. This is going to be going on, like, the cases of game covers for the next year. Like, this is people... <laughs> this is going to be used in marketing. We want to make sure we use this power wisely. So, look, I really like The Outer Worlds, but I think... Maybe it has to go to something else, because I'm not sure if it's okay. a game of the year. So um. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that, because, I mean... I actually would have been okay giving it to The Outer Worlds, but, like... I don't even think the Outer Worlds is actually going to win Game of the Year, actually. So, um, I'd say the two I'd say at the moment would be Death Stranding and Sekiro. Yeah, and Sekiro. And me and you both, like, I haven't played one and you haven't played the other. Yeah. So That's the funny difficult. thing. So, um, right. So, how about this? Okay. You pitch me in a sentence why Sekiro should be Game of the Year, and then you pitch, and then I'll pitch you in a sentence why Stranding should be Game of the Year. And then wow. we'll, okay. we'll try and do that. Right. How about we pick Sekiro Stranding and that's the game of the year? Yeah, you know what? That works. <laughs> <laughs> so, the official We Talk seal of approval goes to Sekiro Stranding. It, um, are, you good at, are you good at Photoshop? Because we should totally just get the face of what's his name from Death Stranding and put Sekiro's <laughs> head on it. I can try and and then, something up, yeah. And then put like his katana and the little baby thing, or a little baby holding a katana or something. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so that's it. So Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice and Death Stranding both get our Game of the Year award. Um, I love it. It's been a wild year. It's not been jam packed, but there's been mm. what what where there's not been quantity, there's been quality. I feel. I you know what, Niall, I kind of disagree. Really, I think I think there's been a lot of great games. A lot. I just think, I think we talked about this before. I think it hasn't been like, you know, last two years, it was like, okay, it's either Legend of Zelda or Mario. Yeah. It's easy to see. Those were the biggest titles that came out. Those are the ones that shook the whole ground. This last year, it was like, okay, it's either God of War or it's Red Dead. Of course, games came out. But I think this year, or maybe this might be something different you're talking about. But I think this year, we had a whole array, a whole plethora of amazing games come out that it's just hard to see which one was really the standout. I think there was a lot of games that they're all kind of on the same level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? None of them burst into that Red Dead stratosphere, same thing with God of War or even Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. They all kind of went, "No, these are these aren't console generation defining or decade defining, but they're enough to be like, hey, in 2019 I played that. That was like the best game in 2019." There's a lot of those games. Yeah, I think this is about. I can name at least six mm. that are like, that's amazing. I feel like for me personally, it was a bit of a slow year in terms of stuff I was interested. From in. like in another mm. year, I never would have gotten the Outer Worlds. Like if it if the Outer Worlds came out in 2017 with the year where we had Zelda, Mario, Splatoon, bunch of mm-hmm. Horizon Zero, like I've never would have for a second thought about getting the Outer Worlds. So I feel like. That's because crazy. it's been a bit of an emptier year, I've gone in on yeah, it, and I've crazy. really enjoyed it, so that's good in a way. But yeah. um, I think it's very interesting. But next year, we've got Doom Eternal, Animal Crossing, Cyberpunk 2077, Watch Dog Legions, uh, the PS5 and Xbox Scarlet coming out. Last of like, Us Part 2. Last of Us Part 2, yeah. There's so much happening next year that's going to be... You know, this time next year, we're going to be doing a very interesting episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. It's probably going to be cyberpunk infinite that we put together yeah 
Halo Infinite and Cyberpunk yeah. 2077. Should, should we do that every year? Should we do like a combined one <laughs> where we pick two and we, we smush them together in an awful photo that, that would hey, that would be that would be hilarious. That would be great. The last of Cyberpunk. We'll, we'll see what Cyberpunk Eternal. We'll see what we can Cyberpunk do. Eternal. Because I don't think that'll even end up being the case next year, though, because with the way it's going, I reckon it'll be a case of both of us saying Cyberpunk. But we'll, we'll, we'll oh, see Oh, you think we'll both just up. be like, I'm scared because I'm like, I, I, I already know how I am. I'm going to be like, it's Cyberpunk. And then I'm going to play Last of Us. I'm like, look. It might have to be the last of us. Like I, I, I'm scared that I'm gonna say that. Knowing you, you're gonna come on here and be like, "Look, Curtis, you're gonna make me mad. But <laughs> I, I'm gonna make you mad, but Cyberpunk isn't that good." Well, and that'll be the day I stop doing we talk. <laughs> the thing I'm worried about <laughs> is like, I've genuinely been concerned that what if Cyberpunk isn't good? Like, what if we're here next year and we're doing biggest disappointment, and we both say Cyberpunk? Like, what if it's that bad? That's not gonna happen. Yes, <laughs> like, it's not gonna happen. It could though. Like, Keanu Reeves is in it. It's not gonna happen. He was in the Matrix Three. Like, but he's breathtaking, and that game's gonna be. And he said the game is breathtaking. Yeah, which made the guys say you're breathtaking. Then him say he's breathtaking. I was yeah. I, I did watch it. We're all breathtaking. <laughs> so everybody listening to this podcast is breathtaking, just like Cyberpunk. So it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, next year's gonna be a very interesting episode. But um, do, 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 I don't think we have time for mystery item. We don't know. No. I have to get ready. Yeah, mystery item will return in two weeks. We promise. We promise. Uh, we got some interesting <laughs> stuff to talk about. Uh, watch it never come back now. <laughs> like, um, I, I know a couple of people asked me in DMs for it. We 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 just don't have time. But it will be coming back yeah. in two weeks. We promise. But let us know in the DMs and uh, in the comments, like, what do you guys think game of the year is to you, in your opinion? And do you think, um, damn, uh, uh, Sekiro Stranding is the perfect game for you? Would be like the perfect game. I'll, to I'll play? yeah, and I'll do a big article on the We Talk site. That's we-talk.com, where it'll be a list of our game of the years with a couple bullet points and a little bit of talking about it. And then you can go and comment on that post about it. That'll be up in a couple of days. Nice. Um, if you want to support the show, please just go and follow us on social media at we underscore talk on Twitter, or as I've already said, we-talk.com, where you can find all of our personal social media so we don't have to plug it on the show anymore. Uh, right. My YouTube is Dr. Nintendo, Curtis, you do the Soul Dojo. Yep. Uh, and just yep, keep an Soul eye Dojo out. Soul Dojo Gaming Channel. Yeah. And just keep an eye out for all of that stuff. we got a bunch of incredible stuff coming down the pipeline very, very soon. But uh, let's wrap this up. So, I've been Niall. You've been Curtis. Thank you so much for listening yep. to this episode of the We Talk podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, all of that stuff. Go to the website, we-talk.com. We've already done the socials. We don't need to do that. <laughs> um, and so that's it. Thank you so we'll much check for you guys listening later. to our Game of the Year episode of the We Talk Podcast. We'll see you in a bit. All right. Peace. Bye-bye.